0: In hell. I don't have much money, no diamonds, no gold, but I'm the son of a jitterbug. I got the boogie down in my soul. You might like Beethoven, but the blues is what I do, and if you don't want it, I'm like Walt Disney. <laughs> I said, Donald W. The night I was born, my mama looked at me and said, Oh yeah. When I was born, the doctor slapped me on my behind. I slapped the sucker back and poked him in both eyes. He dropped me into my mama's arms. She looked at me and said, you're an ugly motor scooter, and your feet's too big. Get the hell out of my bed. I looked up at my papa. He was standing there. My eyes was full of tears. He said, don't come to me with that junk. <laughs> your mama been telling me that for years. Yes, I'm the alligator. Coon ass to the bone. Come on down to to where I live. You don't have to be alone. Now let me tell you about this. I'm going to be very modest about it. My baby asked me for 15 minutes. I gave an hour and 45. And if you think I'm that good a lover, stick around. I'll tell you some other lies. Yes, I'm the alligator. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who I am. Well, here we are. Alligator in alignment. They call me the alligator. Let me tell my tale. Been up, down, around the block. I reached for heaven. I fell right here in hell. All the people said that I'm the one. They say my daddy was a pistol, because I'm a son of a gun. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here we are once again, Alligator in Alignment. I've been doing a lot of uh, running around lately, lining up other programs on. April 29th, I'm going to have a big bash at Turner's Studios in uh, Bolinas. Peter Turner was my very first guest on my first uh, introduction to my podcast. Um, And uh, we'll be doing a a big bash over over at his place. We're going to do a return of Ted Schechter with the the climate change uh, thing that was so popular in the beginning of my podcast. We're bringing him back. We're going to do a two-part session with him and Nate Kanye, who did the uh, other program that was really, really popular. A lot of, a lot of people loved it. So I'm bringing those two and maybe a couple of other people together in a joint uh, discussion about the climate change and the impact it has on the poor mostly okay um let me catch up here on some of the stuff things are, are getting one of the things is I've gotten a few texts from friends of mine well several texts from friends on the right and the left and uh This, po- this whole political thing has gotten so ab- out of whack and so absolutely nuts. Like I said, I've always uh, voted, I've, I've always had two parties to vote for. Uh, I'll go very briefly back to the, the recent thing. Just before uh, we got our former President Trump, we had Barack Obama, I think he was running against John McCain in the very first election. Me, myself, who do you think I'm gonna go for? I, John McCain. I mean, John McCain was a, a lion of justice, an American hero, uh, every everything like that, even though, and were, in John McCain's time, the Republican party was different. I don't know what has happened to them. So I'm trying to explain to my friends how come I said that I've always had two parties to vote for. I voted back and forth. I voted for John McCain instead of Obama in the first uh, term election he had. And then after I heard Mitch McConnell go on, tell his Republican Party that our job as Republicans is to make this man a one-term president. That sort of stunned me because, uh, hey, we, aren't we all Americans here? Are you uh, uh, So anyway, that was the beginning, I think, of the deterioration between the political parties. Um, anyway, now it has gotten just absolutely bonkers. One of the things, uh, I often wonder what happened to the Republican Party. You know, what, what happened to the Republican Party? I would vote Republican, I would vote Democrat, depending upon what. Um, now, it's very, for the first time in my life, it's very hard for me to say that I can vote for a Republican Party, because the public Republican Party has abandoned me. I, I guess it has embraced a whole bunch of, 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 people but it has definitely abandoned me uh, because I was of the Republican Party that had aspects of it that I liked and they were mostly embodied in John McCain a line of justice back in in the days of, of John when the Republicans lost John McCain there was no more sane voice to be heard in the upper echelon of the Republican Party. I'm not talking about saying all Republicans are bad. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. I would never go in that direction. But the, the, the people who are running things. John McCain was a lion of justice. There were two lions of justice in our political system. John McCain on the Republican side and John Lewis on the Democratic side. And at this time in politics, because you were a Republican or a Democrat, you weren't all that divided. John McCain and Joe Biden and, and that Weasel uh Lindsey Graham and all of these people, they, they had family gatherings together. They they went on trips, they had barbecues together. They you know they were they were on different aisles, sides of the aisle, but they but they were all friends. There's none of that now. And even Lindsey Graham, who at one time was like John McCain, was Gene Autry, and he was uh, uh, Gabby Hayes. He was Gene's sidekick. Now he has totally flipped and gone in a, a, a ridiculous direction. But anyway, one of the differences, uh, the things that made a difference for me was during uh, the, the last election when uh, intelligence uh, had won us, that foreign countries were going to try to divide Americans uh, through over through race and cast doubt on our electoral system. And I thought that was a strange thing when I heard it. It was like, how can they cast doubt on our electoral system? They are foreigners. But then I found out that they had agents working in, in this country. Um, because along came uh, people who did exactly that. And all of the things that our intelligence companies, uh, uh, intelligence warned us about, the uh, uh, brought racial extremists to the front, gave them power and prestige, and uh, definitely cast doubt in our electoral system. Um, one of the things, one of the little instances that I could bring up was when they had the, head of the post office or something, who uh, this, one of the Trump appointees, and when he took all of the, took away a bunch of drop boxes to vote from out of Houston, from out of the, a huge area that was predominantly uh, minorities. In order to dilute the vote, they took out all of these, these drop boxes and things and made it much more difficult for the people to vote. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, you know, this is crazy. But anyway, Congress got involved and told this guy at the head of the thing, says, listen, this was unconstitutional what you're doing. You have to put those boxes back. And his response was, if any of you were following this, we can't put the boxes back because we don't have the budget. That was when Arnold Schwarzenegger, used to be the governor of California, and of course uh, I'll be back. Um, He stepped up, and and I got to give Arnold kudos for this. He stepped up and told the the head of this thing, he says, listen, you're being accused of closing these things because of of racism uh, or trying to uh, diminish the vote of minority people. He says, but you say you don't have the budget to put the, 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 boxes back. He said, well, if you want to prove that this is not about racism, here's what I'll do. I will personally, out of my pocket, pay the cost of all of these boxes to go back where they're supposed to be at. And that was when the gentleman showed his true colors. He refused to do it. So that was when I, I, I see all of all of these changes, all of these incredible changes. Fox News used to be, for years, used to be my favorite, one of my favorite news programs the thing with me is i watch them all fox news cnn bbc uh, the australian news the french news uh, i watch all of them and i fact check all of them long before people got in the habit of fact checking once i found out what google can do and, and all of these other political fact uh, things uh, i fact check all of them i've criticized friends of mine for only listening Good example. A friend of mine gave me a, uh, told me one day, heard me talking. A right wing friend of mine and says, "Alligator, you got to get your head out of Fox News and what I mean out of a CNN and watch Fox." And I sort of laughed and I said, "Listen, you listening to you say that tells me one thing. You only watch Fox News," and he admitted it, and I said, "Okay, so." The difference between me and you is I watch Fox News, I watch CNN, I watch all of these just international news things. I say if you're only watching Fox News, that's kind of limiting yourself. Now Fox News used to be one of my favorite programs. They had a guy called Bill O'Reilly, and I watched Bill religiously for years because Bill had this thing saying, "The buck, the spin stops here," and that dude wasn't kidding. I saw Democrats, all Republicans, would get on there. They hand him a bunch of baloney. He called them on it every time. And then along comes Donald Trump. And all of a sudden, I don't know when it happened, but one day I was watching Bill Riley, and I remember saying to myself, what happened to Bill? The spin is not stopping there. In fact, he's taking the spin and putting another spin on it. Um, now, lately, when I was still talking to some friends of mine in Petaluma about the fact that I still watch Fox News, uh, but I told them, I said, you know, it's getting so bad on Fox News that I have to literally force myself to sit and sit through an hour of a program of those guys. I absolutely force myself to because I want to keep that thing that I say that I watch everything. But it was getting very, very difficult because the... uh, the shows were just very seldom telling the truth, just uh, spinning everything and, and uh, telling partial truth to, which can be a way of deceiving people, you know, all of that stuff. So even now, after all of the facts came out about that they have been lying for forever, um, and all of the proof has come out, do you think that has stopped that station? I watched them religiously. They don't even cover that. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Um, so so it, it's, it's very very difficult f- for me and I wish that we would come back as Americans and both parties would do like it used to be. Be concerned about what is right for our country. Our country should come first instead of political parties. That's like ridiculous. Now I always try to be fair in my things about every everybody, but here's what I say: if I if I if I be realistic, I, I always say, pick the lesser of the two evils. I'm not happy with a lot of stuff that that that, that the left wing extremists do too. When I see, say extremists, most of us are not in the extreme thing. Most of the population of this country is not. Most of us are fairly reasonable people, but the extremes on both sides, I'm not happy with the left wing, nuts. But on the other hand, when I look at the two parties, I say to myself, here's one. A country western girl who was the wife of some famous country western star put it plainly when uh, the George Floyd protests were going on and, and all of the criticism that was coming out about that. And when they compared it to the insurrection at the Capitol, saying, "Well, it was the same thing," and this lady said, "What is wrong with you, country western, what, with the country music wives? Can't you tell the difference between someone trying to overthrow the government and someone trying to stand up for justice? Where has this thing gone, gone wrong?" So here's here's what I'm gonna say, and, and I'm gonna drop this. I look at the, let the, the two parties and I say, well, there's one party that if they have a rally or they have protest or whatever, things get out of hand. I'm not for that, believe me. And nobody else is who came there for the purpose of, of seeking justice or anything. But when I look at these rallies, and I see when there's a right-wing rally, the, the, the big difference between them is, they march, and w- along with them they got the American flag. They love to drape themselves in the American flag, which is wonderful, I respect the flag. But right alongside them they got Nazi flags. They got Confederate battle flags, they got people doing Nazi salutes and screaming all kinds of, 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 of filth. And do you know what? The right doesn't say a damn word to them. They march right along lockstep with them. It, it's all the, the same. What do you think that would happen if there was a left-wing rally for anything? Black Lives Matter or, or even a rally for safe way, better wages or whatever? Whatever your rally is, what do you think they would do if they looked over and saw Nazi flags, Confederate battle flags, Nazi salutes, all of this filth marching? them? the first thing, the parade would have to stop. They would have to go, What the hell are you people doing here? Um, and there's one side who continuous continues to support a authoritarian means of, of this damaging the United States government, they want to dismantle it. Um, so I can't, unfortunately, I can't see myself voting for a power, a, a party that consistently embraces the worst aspects of our society and against true American values against true American values. Um, I would love to see the two parties operate like, like they used to. We don't, you know, it's all about the good of the country, but right now it's all about like, like McConnell said about Obama, I'm sure they said it about, uh, now I voted for Donald Trump after, uh, the next Obama thing, or whoever he was running for, oh, Hillary Clinton. I didn't, for some reason, I didn't want Hillary Clinton, I voted for Bill twice. Bill was a great president. He had one of the greatest presidencies uh, ever. Uh, uh, if you look at the facts, okay, don't listen to somebody who says they're the greatest president in the world when they really weren't, the facts state state different. Um, But I I didn't want Hillary Clinton, so I voted for Donald Trump. I figured, okay, put somebody like him. I fell for the whole, you know, I'm not a politician and I'm going to do this. If I had known his past history, I wouldn't have voted for him. Because as Maya Angelou said, believe people when they show you who they are the first time. If I had known his past history, I would have known uh, the type of person that he was, and I wouldn't have voted him. But I didn't. I was optimistic. I said, okay. Give this guy a chance. I was upset with Obama because when they asked him to give uh, weapons to the Ukrainians after uh, Russia just wants to take over their country, he said he would give them uh, humanitarian uh, uh, help and all of this stuff, but he would not give them weapons and they asked him why, he said because I don't want to upset the Russians. Me, I'm anti-communist. I'm not going to get into my history with that, but, but, I, but, but I am definitely anti-communist. When, the, when Obama said that, even though I, I had learned that he was doing some good stuff. You know, all presidents do good stuff, but Donald Trump included. You can't be a president and not do some good stuff, okay? Um, when he said that, I said, well, I'm through with him. That's it. You, you're afraid of, of the Russians? We can't be afraid of the Russians. We are, we, we are America. And they, you know, we're supposed to be the protector of people who, you know what I mean, America. So I did do my voting with Donald Trump and I said, well, okay, blah, blah, blah. The first thing Donald Trump did when he got in was uh, Obama, at the end of his administration, they caught some Russian spying out of a complex in Maryland. And Obama did the right thing. He took the complex away from him, shipped their asses back to Russia. When Trump got into office, the first thing he did was he gave them the complex back without even a slap on the wrist, and I thought that was really kind of odd. It sort of shook me a little bit, but I said, well, maybe he has a reason for that. But then, I, then, it, then it was just one thing after another one. Uh, uh, one gift to Putin after another one, bringing Putin to the White House when he did was putting him on the international stage, that North Korean guy. He had, I mean, all of that stuff that he did. Um, and then he was talking about dismantling NATO or, or weakening NATO when he first got in. And I'm thinking to myself, who would that benefit? That would never benefit America or any of the free European countries. Who is this guy working for? <laughs> but anyway, Let's just get out of there. Um, so anyway, I'm just trying to explain that until there is new blood in the Republican Party, I mean, now we got all of the nuts. Uh, election deniers in the government. Uh, what is Made M- Madre Taylor Greene doing it as a, the, the head of anything, the woman's, well, anyway. Um, do you think George Santos would survive in the Democratic Party? They would have threw him out on his ass uh, in, in in no time. A lot of this stuff that goes on in the Republican Party, as much as I say the Democrats are nuts, they still have these these moral guardrails. The Republican moral guardrails on the echelon of the people who are actually running, have the power, have failed complete law. They don't have him. Donald Trump just recently said that, you know, praise Russia again and praise China and said, we are the worst country in the world, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. So uh, you can feel how you feel. You can uh, support Nazis, uh, the insurrectionalists There was one of the insurrection who was head of a Nazi organization who dresses like Hitler, has the Hitler mustache. I've seen the guy several times. Donald Trump wanted to get his lawyers to defend him for his being at the insurrection, and says the America should give this Nazi a apology. So anyway, here's what I'm saying. I can't conceivably see myself voting for a party that has any of these things, all of the the gerrymandering, trying to make it more difficult for, for people to vote. This is America. The vote, you want people to vote. And if the vote doesn't work for you too damn bad, you know, you can't dismantle things. You can't uh, 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 do things to try to to water down someone's political votes because you don't agree with how the vote might turn out. This is America, you know. Anyway, enough of that. Here's what I'm gonna do. Um, I don't know how many of you. I don't know how many of you have ever heard a song called. Seven Spanish Angels. Some of you I'm sure have. It, I don't know when it came out, in it? 20 years back or something, maybe, maybe older. Willie Nelson, one of my favorite uh, people, and Ray Charles, everybody's favorite <laughs> person. Willie Nelson and Ray Charles teamed up for a song called Seven Spanish Angels. And, uh, then, being being, you know, I did my little bull riding thing when I was young. I uh, considered myself an American cowboy. I left it for a while and came back. I know all of the cowboy songs from out of the 18, all the way back through the 1860s and the 1880s, through all of the, through all of the modern uh, cowboy music. You know Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, uh, um, Sons of the Pioneers, blah blah blah. Text Ritter, um, and then all of all of, all of the, the new guys also. Um, but uh, this is, in my opinion, the absolute greatest cowboy song ever done. It's sort of epic, in my in my opinion. Sort almost like riders on uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky. Um, Here's a song about an American outlaw, and those of you who, old-timers who know about my my reputation, I can always say an American outlaw much like I used to be. He is being chased to Arizona for a crime he committed in Texas by a posse of lawmen. The first stanza of this song tells you one thing. He is killed, but he has his senorita with him. And she reaches down and picks the gun up that she knows was empty. Because before he fell, he clicked that rifle several times, it was empty. She picks the rifle up and says a silent prayer and the rifle fires one more time. Now that's where this story ends. It doesn't tell us the all important thing. What happened to her? Uh, did, and was she killed? Was she captured? Did uh, Who did she shoot? Did she shoot the, a posse man? Or did she shoot herself? I tend to lean toward She shot Herself, because the song has a lyric saying, Father, please forgive me. I can't live without my man. Here we go. Here's a... uh, Let me make sure this thing is going here. Let's give it a shot. Seven Spanish Angels. bit more. Me. Well, she threw her arms around him. Said, God will keep us free. Well, they heard the riders coming. Said, This will be my last fight. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. There were seven spanish angels at the altar of the sun praying for the lovers in the valley of the god when the battle stopped and the smoke cleared there was thunder from the throne and seven spanish angels took another you home. She reached down and picked the gun up, they smoking in his hand, and she said, Father, please forgive me. I can't live without my man. Well, she knew the gun was empty. She knew she could not win, but let me tell you. But a final Prayer was answered. when the rifle fired again One more time There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun Praying for the lover in the valley of the gun Let me tell you When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared there was thunder from the throne we know where the throne is and seven spanish angels took another angel home Reached down and picked the gun up. There's smoking in his hand, and she said, "Father, please forgive me. I can't live without my man." Well, she knew the gun was empty. She knew she could not win. But her final prayer was answered when the rifle fight again one more time there were seven spanish angels at the altar of the sun hey praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun when the battle stopped and the smoke cleared thunder from the throne and seven Spanish angels took another angel home And seven Spanish angels took another angel home One more time And seven Spanish angels took another angel home. Seven Spanish Angels, one of my favorite songs there. So, here's what I'm going to say to y'all. I am alligator and you're not. this is Alligator in Alignment they call me the Alligator let me tell my tale I've been up down around the block I reached for heaven I fell here in hell I don't got much money no diamonds no gold From the Choctaw son of a jitterbug I got the boogie down into my soul You might like Beethoven But the blues is what I do And if you don't want it, I'm like Walt Disney I said, ha, Donald Duck, you The night I was born The doctor slapped me on my behind I slapped the sucker back And poked him in both eyes he dropped me into my mother's arms. She looked at me and said, are you a ugly motor scooter and your feet's too big? Get the hell out of my bed. I looked up at my papa. He was standing there. My eyes was full of tears. He said, ha, don't come to me with that junk, kid. Your mama been telling me that for years. Yes, I'm the alligator, a coon ass to the bone, come on down to Dixie, the way I live, or you don't have to be alone, all you women, my baby asked me for 15 minutes, I gave an hour and 45, and if you think I'm that good a lover, stick around, I'll tell you some other lies, yes, I'm the alligator, yeah, 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 I'm the alligator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless each and every one of you. Keep you happy. Keep you smiling. I have some special shows coming up, uh, especially in April, but I'm going to be doing more, more of these. God bless each and every one of you. I will see you next time. Happy trails.